Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. It's my birthday. I turned 64 today. As you listen to this fresh episode on saying yes and us moving together into 2024, please become an end-of-year giver to Nancy McCrady Ministries. Could that be your birthday gift to me? Um, a, a giving of any amount, just go to nancymccrady.com, hit the giving button, or look at any of our posts on social media or in the emails that we're sending out. Click that link and become someone who helps us, uh, a true partner, to reach our 60K goal for the end of year. This will help us so much as we go into 2024 and begin to say yes with great confidence to those who are flinging open the doors in the USA, in Europe, in Central America, in the UK, and beyond that we might be able to fulfill all that God has given us and that we're able to expand and upgrade all of the infrastructure and all of the operations here at NMM. So thank you so much for being here on this fresh episode today and becoming a partner with Nancy McCready Ministries. Take a listen, share it with others. I pray it encourages you deeply as we continue to walk towards 2024 with him. 17 days and ways. And I would also like to say Today is my 64th birthday, and I am so glad to be right in the middle of uh, experiencing the deep love of God, walking with Him, walking with each of you. So I am celebrating life today, and I am celebrating each of you, and uh, I thank you so much for being here on Tent Talk with me. So let us continue 17 Days and Ways. Walking towards 2024, the unfolding of us saying yes to him at deeper levels because we are going in the way, which is Jesus himself. So today we close out our um, very brief look at chapter three, The Power of Choosing, out of Watchman Nee's book, The Messenger of the Cross. So we continue to look at how Jesus had to make a decision at every point and turn as he continued on his journey, the same way that you and I will. So we continue on and we look at, I believe, the last three entries that Watchman Nee has in this very powerful chapter. And he talks about that at the transfiguration in Luke 9, that, uh, you know, here is Jesus and he is being revealed right? His glory is being seen. And yet, though he talked with Moses and Elijah about his departure, he did not take a premature departure. He could have just gone with them then, but he didn't. His face, his heart, his decision, his will was set unalterably towards the objective for which the Father 
and Holy Spirit sent him, and he chose death. So though he was lit up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we know Peter was losing himself, ready to build huts, you know, and stay up there, but Jesus makes his decision and then sets his feet on the path of going down that mountain. He says, no, we're going to need to go down back into the valley. You see, he had eaten the butter and the honey of heaven in the very bright presence of his father. And therefore, he was able to descend into the valley and continue on his way to the cross because he has tasted the grace, the very ability of his father within him and the love of God. You see, the grace is the ability and the love is the full motivation. Because without God's grace and love, my friends, who could ever endure? Who can persevere? And so we don't want to see Jesus uh, in any other way other than who he really was and how he really lived. Or otherwise, how will we walk in that same way by the same ability, the same grace, the same love that continues to ignite us, to stay with him in these days, to continue to say yes to him. Then we see Jesus continuing on, and in John 12, he enters Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, he enters into the applause and to the shouts, right, of the people. And of course, we know that within just a few short days, right, they're going to be crying out something completely different. But Jesus was not moved by the applause nor by the attack. He had tasted the butter and honey, the abundance of grace, the continuing sweetness of the love of the Father. My friends, these things cannot be theoretical. I know that I um, I am drinking deeper of him, tasting more of him, and I am setting aside the days ahead. Not in some religious way that I'm going to, you know, have some fantasy time with God. Just turning my heart towards him and saying, yes, though I do not know what all that will mean. I am saying yes to him. I am not just saying yes to a certain set of circumstances or what I think it's going to be. I'm saying yes to him. And I love how here in this chapter... Um, Jesus says, now is my soul troubled and, and what shall I say? Right now, I love this. Watchman Nee points out, this indicates how the Lord's heart and mouth consulted with each other. Is that amazing? Because our yes, my friends, must be a yes that comes from our heart and our mouth, having consulted with each other. And when I say yes, I mean yes. When I say no, I mean no. Jesus went on to say, should I say, Father, save me from this hour? No, but for this cause, I came unto this hour, he said. You see, his heart had been settled, and now his mouth gave evidence and witness to the settled decision that he had already made. Then we see him in Matthew 26 and in other places in the gospel. We see him now ultimately in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
So I want to read this. Finally, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Lord made the greatest choice. There he could say, I wish not to die. My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass away from me. But he instantly added, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Though he saw the dreadfulness of the cup, he dared not follow his own will. He was not afraid of the cup. It was only that his holy virtue rebelled against sin-bearing. Before he knew that the cup and the will of God had been joined into one, he could legitimately ask, if it be possible, let this cup pass away from me. But that was followed immediately by, not as I will, but as you have willed, Father. Therefore, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he chose the will of God and equally rejected what was not God's will. And what did Jesus finally say to Peter? The cup which the Father has given me. Shall I not drink it? John eighteen eleven. Let me tell you that if there had been no Gethsemane, there could have been no cross. Without the obedience of the garden, there would not have been the death of Calvary. Obedience preceded the cross. Our Lord humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death, yea, the death of the cross. Philippians 2, 8. Many people flee from before the face of the cross because they have not done well in the consecration of Gethsemane. They do not have the power in them. But our Lord had butter and honey, therefore he could choose the good and refuse the evil. It requires great power to be obedient. If God does not fill your heart first, you will not succeed no matter how you try externally. We need to learn to draw near to God daily and receive from heaven both butter and honey so that day by day we may live on earth choosing his good and refusing all evil. I changed that a little bit and made my own emphasis. I speak to you today, Watchman continues, in this manner because I have a deep sense within me that the return of the Lord is imminent and that the kingdom is at hand. Henceforth, temptations will be greater, dangers will be multiplied, and deceptions will be deepened. Oh, I'm going to read this again, my friends. Henceforth, temptations will be greater, dangers will be multiplied, and deceptions will be deepened. Previously, it was the matter of getting rid of sin. Now it is the matter of getting rid of pleasure. Formerly, it was to receive the stripping of God. Now it is to obey with a willing heart. Earlier it was a case of bearing the yoke reluctantly, but now it is to choose the cross voluntarily. We foresee today many things which will befall us hereafter if we do not know how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For Satan will offer us more advantages, the world will appear more gracious by giving us many things, and our environment will also be more helpful. If we do not refuse, we cannot overcome. How can we overcome the world? If the Lord had not chosen death, He could have lived because it was possible for him not to have died. Oh, do let us notice one thing, that no matter what is placed before us, we shall be able to choose with singleness of heart only because we have received the heavenly butter and honey. Hence, we must daily receive butter and honey, grace and love from heaven, from our Father, that we may know what to choose and what to refuse. Let us not allow our environment to choose for us. So my friends, we must know what to say yes to, and therefore what to say no to. And I want to encourage you as we continue on in our next episodes 
to continue to say yes, to make the decisions to remain steadfast as we eat, as we take in the butter and the honey, the love of the Father in the deepest, freshest ways, and his very ability. He has put his life within us, my friends. We are one with him. Say yes. Love you all. Thanks so much for being with me here today on my birthday here on Tent Talk Podcast. Find a link in the show notes to be able to become an end-of-year giving partner, and I hope that you'll also consider becoming a recurring monthly partner in 2024. So click that link and give today. Thank you so much for being here with us, the Tent Talk family, the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.